right? The book of Psalm, chapter 78. Let us read these verses from verse number 25. Verse number 25 to verse number 41. Uh, let us read this responsibly. I'll read verse number 25, you respond verse number 26, and all the way to verse number 41, although uh, this is really the entire chapter, but we'll just focus maybe on this part. I will start reading from verse number 25, um, chapter 78, verse number 25, man uh, did, eat, did eat angels' food, he sent them meat to the full. He rained flesh also upon them as dust, and um, feathered fowls like as the sun of the sea. So they, uh, so they did eat and were, uh, were well, well filled, for he gave them their own desire. The wrath of God came upon them and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. Therefore their days did he consume in vanity and their years in trouble. And they remembered that God was their rock and the high God, their Redeemer. For their heart was not right with Him, neither were they steadfast in His covenant. For He remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. Yea, um, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. How um, he had wrought his signs in Egypt and his um, wonders in the field of Zoan. Together, verse number 44. And, and I turned their rivers into blood, and their floods their blood. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, once again, for um, blessing us tonight with this um, opportunity, O oh God, to come before you. Help us, Lord, to um, see uh, to ourselves the situation there of your people, your beloved people in the wilderness, and Lord, how they um, revolted against you, O God, and how they um, um, uh, disobeyed your voice. And Lord, um, help us to uh, examine also ourselves, because Lord, uh, it's very, very um, clear to us that what these people have done to you, Lord, um, are being repeated by your people now. And Lord, as um, your children, as uh, we are here, Today, Lord, um, to worship you, I pray, O oh God, that you will open our eyes and our minds, that we may be able to spot and see uh, this dangerous uh, um, uh, position of your people, O oh God, that to go against uh, your will and to um, revolt, Lord, against um, um, your kingdom. And I pray, O oh God, that you will just touch our heart and, Lord, um, make us to understand so that lord we may be able to avoid um, our problems uh, our spiritual problems in the future and lord help us tonight and encourage us give us the joy and stir our hearts lord to rejoice in you and lord i pray that um, as we uh, worship you lord uh, we worship you genuinely with joy and gladness of our hearts bless us tonight in jesus name i pray amen please be seated now, um, 
this is the situation of the people of God uh, in this psalm. This writer really is compiling all this um, historical evidence against the people of God to show that the Lord God of Israel is a God of compassion and a God of forgiveness and is always ready and willing to forgive these people. And you see here, despite of the folly, despite of this constant disloyalty, the disaffection of God's people, the Lord still loved them. The Lord still, you know, reaching out to them and patiently watch over them to provide them their needs. Amazing, really. If you if you will just look at this, you know why this people God is so patient. You know, if you if you are God tonight, if you if you were God, and you have this kind of people that they are just at the mercies of your hand, you can squash them if you want. And I think I have squashed them already. <laughs> if I were God, but thank God I'm not God. <laughs> Uh, but the Lord is, has displayed His uh, compassion and uh, mercy and His goodness really is abounding in here um, in this story of God's people. And I believe this passage of Scripture will serve us as a warning. Will serve, you know, especially in our times today as warning to us. And especially here in verse number 4, if you go back, um, beginning of right at the beginning of this chapter, verse chapter seventy-eight, in verse number four, he said, "We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generations to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. For He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which He had He commanded our fathers." that they should make them known to their children. That is our job, parents. That is our job to make the goodness of God be known to our children. Do not hide the goodness of God. You know, if you have miracles in your life, show it to your children and explain it to your children. That's why uh, here in our church, you, you hear me repeating my testimony. And I know I have a lot of um, a wonderful testimony of um, the power of God and the working of God. And many of you, you have, you have heard all of that maybe. And I'm not ashamed to, you know, uh, to, to show it to you and to, uh, to divorce all those sometimes uh, uh, things that I really did in secret. Like, you know, I'm behind the door, I'm in the toilet, I'm praying and then ask God for blessing. Why? Because I want you to know that the God that we are serving is really working in our lives personally. I want you to experience the personal working of God in your life also. Because it's a blessing to hear all this testimony of God's wonderful, wonderful work. But we just heard it from them. What about God will work in your life also? What if the Lord will work also in your life in a wonderful, wonderful way? That is what we need. We have heard already and we believe that the Lord worked in the life of David and Joshua and Caleb and Moses. I, we know that and we believe in that. But what about your life? What about your life? What, what did God do to your life so far? You know what? You know, we have a lot of um, um, blessings that we can sh share to our children and we should share it to our children. We should not make that, you know, um, um, secret because that is exactly what God wants us to do. To show it to our children. Declare them to, your, to their children. Verse, verse 7. That they might set their hope in God. So that your children will set their hope in the Lord our God. That they will know at the young age that we have a God. The God of the Bible is really the God that we are serving. And, and if the Lord worked in the life of their parents and the children know it, know it, then the children also 
will begin to to talk to God and will begin to um, you know ask the Lord will begin to um, ask the Lord personal things and the Lord will act the Lord will answer their their prayer request personally also you see that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God but keep his commandments how many times you talk the to, to your children the goodness of God in your life how many times that you've shared to them you know your secret prayer how many times that you showed to them how the Lord answered your prayer if you have not done that maybe you you have to start that doing that to your children because if you do not do it to your children it is you know a forfeited blessing to them your children are supposed to be blessed by your blessing and if you don't share it to them you have forfeited yourself you have forfeited yourself of that great blessing that could have been you know a great um, encouragement of your children so that they will not depart from the lord they will not um, um, go to the world they will not just trust their lives in money and riches of this world but they will set their heart you know to the lord our god but you parents you must be the one whatever blessings that god has placed upon you you know share it to your children and make them know that the lord our god is a god um, that is um, a loving god a god that is keeping his commandments and and, and his promises and he, here in verse number eight he said and might not be as their fathers why i think these people that revolt against the lord these people that rebel against god this that those people that present time is the failure of their fathers why these people revolted against the lord why these people rebelled against god because of the failure of the fathers and if we will not take heed and listen to this warning my friend your children will rebel against God and it's going to be your fault. It is going to be, you know, you are accountable to God. Why? You did not show the, the power of God and, and what God has done in your life. Why you keep it a secret? Why you did not share it to your children? You are supposed to, you know, learn what, what your, what's your children's thinking. Go to them, talk to them, and, and see their secrets. Not really for, for them to, so that you have, a, you know, you have a way of punishing them. No, because sometimes I, 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 I discover that, oops, this thinking of my child is really wrong. So I have to correct it. I have to, I have to you know, be ready to give the, the right, you know, kind of thinking. Because... Our children, if you are not aware, they listen. But if you are not the one, you know, giving instruction or, or showing to them, they are listening to someone else, somewhere else. They listen to other people. They listen. And you know what? I'll tell you, there's no guarantee there that other people will, um, uh, will, will share um, the godly things to your children. There's no guarantee. That is why if you want to be sure that your um, devotion to God will be passed on to your children. Know their thoughts. As I told you already many times, I raided my children's things. I all of a sudden I will demand open your uh, phone. Give me open it, open it, open it, because I will raid them. I will raid their their things under the bed. What, what what's there closets from time to time i raid them why because i cared for them and i'm not there to beat them up if they have if i find something if i find something that would be you know a pain in my heart if if i will see something in their in their secret things that really something that i cannot accept that would be very sad but again um if you if you will do that to your children at young age and you will warn them that um, if I if I demand 
opening of your password, you have to give it to me. No excuse. But again, in a stern, very serious way, that that um, you know will not will not make them um, uh, rebel against me. But I'm, I'm I'm sure that I'm going to do it to them. That is why, with that thought in their minds, with that thought, they know that. Um, their father is watching and their father is serious on things so they will not they will not do I believe it deter uh, somehow um, it, it causes a deterrence for them to commit sin I believe that is also the kind of uh, father Job was remember Job he, he offered offerings to God sin offering you know how did he offer sin offering he offered sin offering for the sins of his children that might be there. Might be. He's not sure yet. Because uh, peradventure my children have cursed God in their heart. Peradventure. That means he's not, it's, it's not factual. It's not present. It's just that is, that is a, a kind of father you are supposed to be. You are supposed to be a father that, you know, I do not know. This my child always comes to church. I do not know what, what's in his heart. He goes to school. I do not know what, what he's doing in school. What, what kind of language he's using there and who, who, who are my children talking to. And, and he goes to his room and, and um, he, he, he's, he, he's alone in his, in his room and he has, he has phone with him. I do not know if what my children are doing. So all you need to do is, you know, pray to the Lord. Lord, if my children sin against you, Lord, please, Lord, forgive my children. Forgive. I will tell you, I believe a lot of sins our children could have done that the Lord will intervene so that they could not do because you prayed. Be, you prayed for the sins of your children that are not happening yet. That is Job. And again, it's a tragic thing what happened to Job's children, but it does not mean that what Job is doing is not effective. What Job is doing just displayed what kind of father he is. And that kind of father is what the kind of father we need in our society today. That is the kind of father that we need to have in our churches today. A father that loved their children, not just giving money, yeah. not just buying gadgets, yeah. not just you know putting them in a in a in a place where they are comfortable, they are they are warm. No, the most important thing that you are going to provide for your children is you know the right mind, yeah. the right mind, because the, this is a world full of pollution and rotten things. And now. Um, amongst us and that is why we need this kind of parents that we need in our times you see and might not be as their fathers because if you are not careful about your children your children will be like you know those children that rebel against god those children that that revolted and the lord was you know you know um caused god's uh, heart um to break and might not be as their fathers as stubborn and rebellious generation a generation that is that set not their heart aright a people that there's nothing right in this person you know i i i, I see people like that there's nothing right I just don't understand what's wrong with this person he said here and whose spirit was not steadfast with god there are people that even serve God, but we don't understand why they think like that, why they do things like that. And they are just so different. They have different spirit. Why? You see, people, I, 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 a lot of example there that I, I can remember that really I cannot understand. We come in the same church. We listen to the same message. We eat the same food. And um, we... Almost all the time we, we are together. But why is it that this person is just really different? He does not follow his, um, the, the 
the elderly. He does not follow the pastor. He does not follow. I do not know where does he get these things in his mind. He is just so different. He is rather doing things that none of um, the, the the church people are doing. He's copying from other places or other pastors or other. I do not know why this person is so different. He he has a different spirit. These people of God here in our text. You see how many times they sin against God. I will tell you innumerable. You cannot number them. It's so much here in chapter 78. So much problem of these people of God. The Lord listed all these sins. And how many verses are here? How many verses? There are 72 verses. More than 50 of that are a list of sins. List of sins of these people now. Verse number 8. Notice, notice verse number 8. <clears throat> he said, um, um, verse number 8, And might not be as their fathers, stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. Not steadfast with God. We need to have a spirit that is steadfast, whatever happens. If you get offended by your parents, but you are steadfast with God. If you are offended by your brother or sister, you are steadfast with God. If you are offended with your pastor, steadfast with God. You will not be carried along. If someone offended you, you have the power to, to, to make things right. Lord, please give this person wisdom. Give this person wisdom. Because if you pray like that, that solves the problem. If someone wrong against you and you pray for that person, solves the problem. Because you pray for the person. Do not pray for the for the disadvantage or, or punishment of the person. Pray that the Lord will open his mind so that he will do the right thing. And then that person will not harm you anymore. That person will not offend you anymore. Why? Because you pray for him. Verse number 11. Notice the list here of a lot of problems with these people. And forgot his works. How can you forget the work of God? There's so much work of God, you know, that he has done in the midst of his people. And these people, I do not know, maybe with deliberate action and deliberate things in their mind, to forget the work of the Lord and forgot his work and his wonders that he had showed them. The Lord showed them the wonders. He opens the Red Sea. They cross on the dry ground. He provided with manna the next day and provided the clouds to cover the sun so that they will not be scorched by the sun. They will not be baked there in the wilderness. And in the evening, it's very cold in the, in the desert, in the wilderness. It's very hot in the day, but it's very cold in the night. And the Lord provided, you know, the pillar of fire. And it's not just for one night or two. It is for 40 days. The Lord provided them. And they have forgotten it. They have forgotten it. You see how, how, how evil is that? The Lord did everything that they need and provided them with everything. And these people had forgot. Verse number, verse number 17. Verse number 17. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. It's not just that they perhaps deliberately forgotten the Lord, but they provoked the Lord. It's like teasing God, you know. You want to kill me? Kill me, kill me. <laughs> it's like that. It's like, uh, you know, there, there's a the soldier that, that's holding um, AK-47. <laughs> and there's a guy there, an arm, there's no, and then has a stick. We'll keep on poking the soldier. We'll keep on poking the soldier. There's no match. These people are, these people are poking God. They provoke God. They provoke the Lord. Verse number 18. He said, And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. 
they asked meat for their lust. In verse number 22, it said, Because they believed not in God and trusted not in His salvation. Wow, this is really bad. They do not believe in God and they do not trust in God's salvation. After they have seen how the water in the Red Sea um, uh, parted, that this is unbelievable. And uh, again, in verse number 36, it said, Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. How can a Christian flatter God with his mouth? How? In singing gospel songs. But that singing is not really real in your heart. I praise you, Lord. Then, not really. You're just, you know, you, you, you are just making melody there, but not really in your heart. You are singing things and praising words to the Lord, but it's not real. That is flattery. And the Lord knows it. That your heart is not really in His service. Your heart is really, you know, on something else. It's not really on serving the, the Lord. You have other ulterior motive. You have other agenda in your life and not God is not part of it. But you are there singing because everyone is singing. And you, are, you also sing along. This is very hard accusation, but again, this can be true to some people. In verse number 36 there, Nevertheless, they did flatter with him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. In verse um, 37, For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. Now notice verse number 40. He said, How oft they, they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert. How oft? It's not just once. Often. Often. They are, they are really... And they, are, they are not afraid anymore. I do not know. Maybe maybe they, they hated God somehow. In, in reality, they don't really like God. They, they, they like the way they live their lives in Egypt. They like the way that, you know, God is not with them. They like the way that they, they, they are not, you know, being, being programmed or... Uh, now they have to serve God. Now they have to go to church. Now they have to, to prepare themselves and to, to wear these funny clothes. And, and uh, to, to, they don't like it. They don't like They want something of freedom from this kind of um, regimen. They don't like the things of God. They just want some kind of looseness. They want some kind of, you know, uh, that's freedom to them. Wow, these people really sudden the hearts of God. Sudden his, his um, um, it pained the Lord. Why these people are like this? You see, perhaps the most outstanding um statement that these people had made is in verse number 41. Verse number 41 and the last phrase. I said, Yea, they had, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They limit God. It seems like they put a boundary for the Lord. Oh Lord, it's only up to there. It's only up to there. You cannot cross that line. You cannot cross that line. Don't ever cross that line. Lord, it's only this. I'm happy with this, but that's only that. Sunday morning, that's it. Lord, I'm doing this for you, but don't demand or anything more because I won't allow you. They limit. When they ask this question, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? They limit the power of God in their heart. But is there really a reason? Uh, is there really 
a way or or is there really a chance that man can limit God? In my opinion, there is no way there. But again, there is. Can can really man limit the Lord? But that's what he said there. They limited the Holy One of Israel in their heart because no one can stop God. But in their heart, they don't believe in God's power. They don't believe that God's willingness to give them the promised land in the way, you know, the, the way they think God should. God has his own way, different from their way, and they cannot accept it. They want God to give them the promised land according as they want. But here, it's a big question, really, can, can man limit God? Or we should say, we can rephrase the question, can, can the church limit God? I believe it is because of the hardness of the heart of the people. And in that context, I believe uh, the people indeed limit God. And that is very sad if that happens. In verse number 41, as, I, as you have um, seen that, you will see there are two great principles emerge in that um, verse. The first one there is that God is ready and longing to do great things despite, you know, um, the hardness of the people. But the Lord is willing to give the people, you know, their desire. And Another thing that we can really see in this um, verse number 41 is that he is frequently prevented from proving the Lord's power to provide the sufficiency um, of these people's experience in the Lord. These people... Um, Maybe a church or perhaps the world in general, um, God wants them to have their desires fulfilled. But these people, this church, limit the Lord. And that is a tragic thing if we limit the Lord. I hope and pray that we can, we can see this to ourselves. That we will not allow this to happen to us. That we limit God in our lives. Because our God can do great and mighty things. And we believe that and I believe that with all my heart. As I said to you, the Lord can change the course of nature just purposely for you. Just because of you, the Lord is willing to change the course of nature. And because of that, believe in Him. That the Lord, you know, uh, loves you and the Lord wants to give the best um, in this life. But again, it is according to His plan, not your plan. We will see tonight. We, we have, we have uh, limited time. Uh, our time is um, nearly um, eight now. But we will see these three things tonight. The first thing that we can see here is that there is this guilty party in this sinfulness, in limiting God in their lives. Consider here the people who are guilty of this great sin of limiting the power of God and the work of God in their lives. Who are these people? My friend, if you look at this, these are not ordinary people. These people are the people of God themselves. And these people are servants of God. These are the people that limit God. The guilty party here, the guilty party are these people that supposed to be serving the Lord. Israel. They are the ones supposed to be serving the Lord. They are the ones supposed to be uh, magnifying the Lord. But these people are the guilty party. 
of this uh, evil of limiting the power of God and the work of God in their lives. Another thing that uh, we can see in, in this aspect as we look at ourselves and, and see these people, I will tell you, this will tell us that not just Israel, it was Israel before, but now it is the Christians. The Christians now are guilty of the same thing. God's problem really is not, is not with the world. God's problem is his own people even until now. We are wrong in, in thinking that the fault and deficiency or, or, or you know, the, uh, the cause of all these problems is uh, things outside of the church. No, the cause of the problems are the Christians. The cause of the problems are us. It is inside the church, not outside the church. And again, these are the days of the days that we are living today, the days of indifference, the days of apathy and apostasy. And again, all of these conditions are in the church. The Lord said in 2 Chronicles 7.14, we memorize this verse, beautiful verse. But the Lord said there, and revealed who is the problem and what is the problem. In the very first three words, reveals the problem. If my people, that's the problem. The people of God is the problem. The Lord knows what is the problem of this world. The problem really is depending upon the condition of God's people. What is the condition of your heart today? Do you really, you know, um, worship God? Do you really love God with all your heart? Because if not, that is the problem. That is a problem that this world is facing. Not the unbelievers, not the politicians, but the people of God. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins. And notice the last phrase. And will heal their land. Remember that. In the land, there are a lot of bad people. But those bad people is not the problem. The problem is God's people yeah. in the land. Yeah. If God's people will hearken unto the Lord then the land, including the bad people, will be sold. The real problem is God's people. You see, revival begins with us. Begins within me, begins within you. God's problem is not really with the atheists, no matter how much they grow. God's problem is not really the agnostics or the infidels. God's problem is not really the, the devotees of uh, modern, godless, and political movements in this world. I hate Labour Party because of how they, they treat the, how they treat the um, uh, government and how they, they value the things that's not supposed to be valued. Yeah. How, the, how they pass the abortion by the closed door, you know, along party lines. They killed children because of that, because they have power. And until now, it's still the same. 73 million, 73 million in 2023. 73 million um, unborn children because of abortion. Just 2023, 73 million. Imagine that. And these people, they prided, they pride, they are proud of what they're doing, of what change of the society that they have done. And you see, but the problem is not really them. The problem is us, because that's what God says. If my people, if 
this problem of God's people will be solved. The last phrase is ours. And heal their land. You see, the healing of the land, it depends on God's people. It depends on us. Whether God will heal this New Zealand. Whether God will, will secure Auckland. Whether God will prosper the land. It depends on the Christian, not depends on the politician, not depends on the unbelievers or or, or those um, um, atheists. No. Psalm 78 verse number 1. Notice this. The Lord addressed all the sinfulness of the land. The, I mean, the, the people. The Lord addressed, you know, all the sins of Israel. But notice what verse number 1 said. Who this you know, um, complained really addressed to in verse number one. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. You see, give ear, O my people, so the people of God. Those lists of sins are the people of God's sins. The guilty party here is very easy to recognize and distinguish. It is God's people, the guilty party. Not another thing that we can find tonight. Not just the guilty party, but also the, the God of power. Consider whom it is these people are limiting. Consider who it is that they are limiting. It is the God who is the creator, the God who is the sustainer, the redeemer of mankind, the sovereign Lord. It is the God of Israel that they are limiting. You see, we are, uh, they are limiting the one with whom all things are possible. They are limiting the ones um, whom nothing is too hard for, for, for the Lord to give. That is why this is really um, something that should not happen. But it did happen because, you know, um, these people have hardened their hearts. These people have a despicable mindset. And it is really sad. Another thing that um, we have here is this, um, not just the guilty party, the, the, the God of power, but also the folly of God's people is mentioned here in, verse number, in chapter 78. How did these people limit God? How? Here. Not many in my list, but there are so many if you read chapter 78. Chapter 78, the Lord, you know, laid down the list there. One after the other. But maybe we will start from verse number 10. Verse number 10, it says there, They keep not the covenant of God and refuse to walk in His law. In other words, they have departed God's ways. They want a new one. They, 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 want to, they don't want to follow the Lord. They want to follow what's, what's best in their mind. They don't want to follow God's people. They want to separate from God's people. They follow somewhere else. That is disobedience in the sight of the Lord. And again, I will tell you, the, the one for the mental condition of Blessing in the lives of God's people is obedience. All the blessings that really can come to us can, can come to us by this one word, obedience. But the problem, the people of God, they limited God by disobeying Him. They disobey the Lord. Now, how, how do we stand with regard to this? Are we obedient Christian? Do we really Trust in the Lord? Do we really follow the Lord with all our heart? Because John chapter 15 verse number 7 tells us this. John chapter 15 verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. But there's the big word. These things before it will be done to you, there's a big word. If. If you abide in me. Verse number 10. John 15 verse 10. If ye keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I keep, I kept my father's commandments. And abide in his love. Again, there's a word, big word, if. In, in verse number 14. John 15 verse 14. Ye are my friends. If you do whatsoever I command you. 
I hope that tonight we, we, we can find our, you know, um, a friend in Jesus. We follow his command. We follow what he says. We just focus on what God says. And again, uh, in John 14, verse number 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. There is this word if here um, being um, put before us because it is, you know, variable. <laughs> It is variable. You will follow God or you won't follow God. It is really up to you. But God said, if you follow, if you love me, keep my commandments. In 1 John 3.21. 1 John 3.21. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him. Because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. We only do what is pleasing to God. In our homes, we, we do what is pleasing to God. In our church, we do what is pleasing to God. In our workplace, wherever we go, we do what is pleasing to God. We honor our parents. We help in the chores. We, 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 we love our siblings and we, we love the, the members of the family. We love them. Why? Because, you know, that is pleasing to God. Do not disobey your parents. Give your parents desire. If your if your parents wants you to you know uh, to be a dependable um, child, then do it in the home. You know, um, uh, clean up your room or or clean the surrounding and and help help the help your mother. And most especially, give your parents desire. What? What do you think they have desire in your life? God wants you to God wants you to finish school, then finish school. Or your parents want you to, you know, um, um, to um, marry well, then marry well. Do not give them heartache. Give them, you know, the, their heart's desire. That is how also to honor the Lord because that is what it said there. Those are the things pleasing unto the Lord. And in verse number 23, 1 John 3, uh, 23, and this is the commandment that um, we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. And Verse 24 is my, my text. And he that keepeth His commandments dwelleth in Him. And he in him. And hereby we know that he abided in us by the spirit which he had given us. You see, he that keepeth his commandments, following the Lord. Because a lot of children, a lot of Christians, they do not follow the Lord. They follow someone else. They follow um, other things. Disobedience, my friend, limits God's blessing in and through us. If you disobey, then you are the ones that limiting the Lord in His power in your life. Another, you know, way of limiting God is by way of forgetfulness. You have forgotten how God, how good God to you. You have forgotten that today you are what you are because of the mercies and grace of God. And you have forgotten that altogether as if you know, I, I, I arrived to this point because I, I, I really work hard. Oh, I will tell you, you have forgotten God. You have forgotten the Lord. Me, you know, but, uh, the Lord called me into the ministry. Uh, I'm not worthy to be called in the ministry, but I praise the Lord every single day. Lord, thank you. Thank you very much, Lord, for the, for the great, you know, um, ministry that you have given to me. I'm not worthy to handle this ministry. I'm not worthy at all. Not one person really in this world is worthy. But only by the grace of God. So therefore, because this is only by the grace of God, you know, we have to take care of this uh, ministry. Whatever God is giving you, take care of that and do not abuse it. Do not abuse it. Because if you do, you are forgetting how, how you came around. You are forgetting what God has done in your life. How many mighty things God has done for us? In numerous. In numerous. And how many times God delivered us from evil? A lot of times. I cannot even count. 
How many times God guarded us? And how many times God guided us? Oh, my friend, there's a lot. How many times God answered our prayers? If you are praying, you will get God's answers. But if you are not praying, then you will not appreciate this. Or maybe you pray, but you don't really believe what you prayed. And you don't appreciate God's answer because nothing in your life that God has answered your prayer. Therefore, you are not, you know, um, trusting God in your life because you just survive by your own. And that is true. You arrive to this place because you work so hard and God is out. And again, you have forgotten the goodness of God. Forgetfulness limits God's blessing in us and through us. Another thing that we can limit God is we limit God by our unbelief. Very common for the people of God to have this unbelief to come in their lives. Notice, notice here, chapter 78 of Psalm, the, the text that we are uh, focusing on. Chapter 78 of Psalm, verse number 19. It says here, Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? They don't believe that God can perform magic. That the Lord can prepare table and then food there and all this beautiful, nice food that they think. But the Lord provided for them the crossing of the Red Sea and then every morning they will find food, manna from heaven. That wafer, it's very nice, tasty, and it's like tastes like honey. And that's what they said. And and again, these people don't like it. They said, Oh, I remember the cucumber. They remember the ginger. <laughs> they remember the onions. They, because there's no more onions, they are eating there for 40 days. They only eat those mana and they they, they they get sick and tired of eating mana every day. And that's what they said. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Verse number 20. Behold, he smote the rock. Then the waters gushed out. And the streams overflowed. This is in the desert. There's not supposed to be water there. But the Lord provided them overflowing water. There is one commodity in the desert that is, you know, more, um, more precious than gold. It's water in the desert. And the Lord overflowed with water in the desert. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? They are complaining and complaining. Verse 22. Because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Notice verse number 25. Man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heaven. And by his power he brought in the south wind. He rained flesh also upon them as dust and feathered fowls like as the sand of the sea. And he let it fall in the midst of their camp, round about their habitation. So they did it and were, were well filled, for he gave them their own desire. They were not estranged from their lust. But while their meat was yet in their mouths, the wrath of God came upon them and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. For all this they sinned still and believed not uh, for his wondrous works. These people, they, 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 they demanded God. They demanded the Lord. Lord, we are sick and tired eating this manna every single day. Manna after day after day. Manna, we don't like this anymore. We want meat. And the Lord, he allowed the east wind, you know, all the fowls. You know, the Bible says it's like the sand of the sea. And in fact, in other parts of the scripture, the, the, the birds are up to, up to their waist. They cannot, they cannot move. It's all birds all over there. And they were eating and eating and eating birds. They, they, they lavished with the, with the meat that uh, for the first time they have eaten again. And the Bible says there, while, um, while their meat was yet in their mouths, the Lord killed, killed those people, killed some of them. And the fattest of them were killed. And not just that, 
Other passages of scripture tells us that while they become fat in their flesh, they become lean in their spirit, in their soul. The fatness of the meat brings the leanness of their soul. You see, I will tell you, a lot of Christians, a lot of us are committing this sin against the Lord. We commit the sin of unbelief. And um, we commit the sin of worldliness. We commit the sin of um, insincerity. Again, verse 36. There's a lot here. Okay, before verse 36, let's go to, let's, let's take a look at um, verse 33. This is the sin of worldliness. And it said, Therefore their days did he consume in vanity, and their years in trouble. This is worldliness because, you know, um, these people living in vanity, the love of this world, vanity, things that just, you know, uh, perfume or makeup or, or clothing or travel or all this kind of vanity. And this is worldliness in our days today. This is plain worldliness. And God said, I love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the lust, uh, and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. You see, in Psalm chapter 4, verse number 2, O ye sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? The Lord was shamed by these people that the Lord um, performed his power. To show to the world how great our God is and these people that God saved complain about Him. Wanting to go back to Egypt. These people are God's crowning glory. And yet these people wanting to go back. It's just a shame that the, the parents want to raise the children and, 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 and so that, you know, to, 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 to show the goodness of God, the blessing of God, and then the children will rebel will do something evil. You raise your children so good, you know, the best that you can. And then all of a sudden, your girls will just sleep with boys. Or your boys will just impreg impregnated uh, many girls. That is wrong. And where is now the glory of the parents? The same thing is true with these people. The Lord did everything that he could do for these people because these people, the Israelite people, are, you know, are God's crowning glory. And now these people are complaining against God. This is what God said in verse 2. Chapter 4, verse 2. O ye sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? Leasing, that means lie. You love the lies. You love, you love uh, falsehood. Any person that loves falsehood, separate yourself from that person. Do not listen to that person because that person is of the devil. You know the devil? The father of lies? So we limit God by worldliness. We limit God by insincerity. Chapter 78, verse 36. Chapter 78, verse 36. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth. They lied unto him with their tongues. When they sing these beautiful hymns that really magnify the Lord, as if, you know, if it's coming from the heart, it really magnify the Lord, the hymns. But these people will sing the hymns, but their hearts are not in the song. Their hearts are not in God. That is a lie in the sight of God. They did flatter me, flatter him with their mouth, and, their, and they lied unto him with their tongues. My friend, um, when you begin, you know, practicing songs for the conference, not just for the conference, onward from beginning tonight, onward in our, in our preparation for any song in the church, it must be that you have prayed about that song. It must be that it must be true first and foremost in your heart. If that is true in your heart, that will be true also to the heart of the people that will listen to it. Now, when you do that, you know, you will serve God sincerely in your heart and the Lord will bless you. You see here, these people, avoid these people because these are the people that flatter with God. They sing the hymns, but they do not really believe it. They sing the hymns, but not really in their heart. And they lied unto him with their tongues. 
for their heart was not right with him, neither whether they steadfast in his covenant. Steadfast. You know, we understand God's covenant. We understand God's will in our life. Then we stick there. We stick there. If you are, if you are a parent, if you are a father, the, 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 the God's admonition, love your wife. Love your wife as yourself. You are supposed to give your life for your wife. You are supposed to, to be willing to die for your wife. If you are the wife, you have to submit to your husband. And take care of the home that your husband does not have to think about. Oh, oh what, what, what will happen to my children? Oh, your husband will be at peace because you are there in the home. And you are sincerely, you know, serving your husband and your, and your children. And you run the home for the glory of God. And if you are a child, if you are a child in the home, love your parents. Honor your parents. Whatever your parents would say, take it very heavily. That whatever is the desire of your parents, it will take, you know, a tons of, you know, I'm, 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 a legion here of friends to overturn the wish of your parents. No one should, you know, no one should, um, should convince you that um, you, don't, you don't listen to your parents. No one should uh, convince you that. Because your parents, you know, that is, you, you want to obey God? You cannot really obey God without passing through your parents. If you cannot pass the test of um, that obedience to parents, how can you say that you are obeying God? That you cannot even see God. And the Lord puts you under your parents, so therefore you have to respect the authority and honor. It doesn't mean that what your parents want, but again... Um, if that is against what you want, you have to pray to God that whatever decision that is against your parents, that will not break the heart of your parents. Because, you know, the parents, you know, the only thing that we can, that we can do as children is really to honor. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Honor thy father and thy mother. For this is the great, uh, 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 great commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long. The Lord puts that. You know, the Lord entails that command. If you follow it, you will have a great blessing in the future. You see, you have to be... We can limit God. We can limit God. If we become insincere to the Lord, we are limiting His power in our lives. And we can limit God by our ingratitude. You have forgotten to thank the Lord. You have forgotten... To thank God. You see, you have no love, you have no patience, you have no compassion. Um, and again, the Lord has done all of this uh, to you, and yet you do not remember to thank the Lord. And there are many other things also that, um, as I said, chapter 78, there's a lot of things. And the last thing there is idolatry. You limit the, the power of God in your life by your idolatry. You see, in verse number 58, Psalm 78, verse 58, for they provoke him to anger with their high places and move him to jealousy with their graven images. And there are many things, but I, I, again, I'm running out of time, but um, I cannot finish all of this. And I'm not going to come back to this message. But you look at this. Find this in your free time. Um, read chapter 78 of the book of Psalm. And if you can mark your Bible. How many sins that these people are, have done. Mark it, mark it, mark it, mark it. And then, you know, sometime in the future, go back and see your life. Whether you have marked something that you have, you know, you are also doing this, the same thing. Because there's a lot of things here that this, this, these things that God has written, this is no longer just for Israel. These things that God has written here is for us today, so that we can avoid, we can avoid the same pitfall to make God angry, and then the Lord will deal with us. We don't want that. 
we want to praise the Lord and we want God to be honored and that's what we want. But if you do not take care of this warning, then you might fall in the same trap. Alright, so let's um, close now in a word of prayer and we thank the Lord uh, for this reminder tonight. Our Father in heaven, thank you Lord for reminding us. Lord, it is really our fault. It is really us, Lord. It's a problem. Lord, if in your word tonight we have seen that um, if only our hearts will be right, Lord, before you, then Lord, all this problem in this land will be, will be solved. But Lord, start with me. Lord, start with my heart. If, Lord, there are sins, O oh God, that I have done before your eyes, and I know that there are, Lord, and sometimes I have, I have um, uh, overlooked uh, many of them, but Lord, there's nothing, nothing escapes your eyes. Lord, cleanse my heart, cleanse me, O oh Lord, and help me, Lord, that I will be able to stand again and to proclaim your word with, uh, with a sincere heart, O oh God, that I will not be singing hymns that, that are not real and true in my heart. Lord, let our singing of hymns be, glorify, be glorifying to your name, and let your name, Lord, be, be extolled and exalted in every time that we meet in this church. I pray, O oh God, that your name will be magnified and that, Lord, many people will come to know Christ because of our testimony in you and that your favor, Lord, will always be upon us. Bless your people once again, Lord, and thank you for your goodness to us. Bless all of us and prosper your people and, Lord, guide them, guard them, protect them, Lord, provide them their needs, provide them protections, and, Lord, um, give them their heart's desire. And Lord, make them to be the more zealous unto your name, so that, O oh God, um, uh, you will be glorified also in their lives. Thank you, Father, for your goodness to us. And prepare us, Lord, for our uh, great activities in the coming days and next week. And Lord, um, uh, once again, Lord, give us victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>